Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the January 9th, 2024 episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some interesting stuff, as usual, to talk about today. At least we hope it's interesting. We definitely hope it's interesting. I hope you guys had a great holiday season, awesome new year. Things are starting out good for you in 2024. How is it 2024? It's 2024, <laughs> according know. to the calendar. I know. I don't know how that's a thing, though. Ask any of your voice assistants what the year is or the date is, and it'll say 2024. That's one thing they can still actually tell us properly in 2024, because yeah, exactly. half the stuff they can't anymore. That's a whole other soapbox that we won't get into on today's episode. <laughs> we did want to mention that we had a lovely Christmas. We did. And Santa Claus came. He was good to us. He was good to us. And we got a, at least I got, a iPhone 15 Pro Max. Now, why did you want an iPhone 15 Pro Max before we go on? Because I wanted to make sure that we had the best hardware for updating our iOS tutorials sometime in this year, 2024. Absolutely. This is one of the first things that he and I want to do in 2024 is get a lot of that updated and start that process. It's going to be a long process. Don't expect it all to be done at the same time because it won't. But... We're going to get a lot of that started this quarter, and very excited about it. And he's right. We absolutely needed the latest technology, particularly that Actions button that's on the 15 Pro, and I think 15 Pro Max. So, well, I know the 15 Pro Max. I don't know about the Pro, but the Actions button is one thing that is new. So, we want to make sure we can talk about the most modern stuff that's out there. And so, we have that. We're excited that we have the latest, greatest phone. And what happened was, is that it was something that we purchased. And when it came time to trade in our phone, it gave us a list of phones that we wanted to trade in to get money off, which is great. And Kim had her iPhone SE 2020, and they gave us $80 for it. But before we move on, we looked at trading in my 14 pro and they were willing to give us 575 dollars for a 14 pro which was good except kim needed a new phone badly by this point my battery was 78 percent in terms of health that's not good when you get to that point you're only getting a couple hours a day on that battery so it was definitely time to upgrade some of the processor speed was still okay but there were times when it would heat up severely as into the point where it would crash and burn. And so that's not good when your phone starts to do that because this is something that I use all day, every day, essentially, except when I'm on my PC. So it was getting a lot of usage. So we thought, do we want to trade in this 14 Pro or does Kim want to acquire it? So we looked at the battery usage over the past year and within settings, you go to battery, you go to battery health and it tells you your battery health, whether you have a good battery in there or not. So I had my 14 Pro for just over a year and it only dropped 3%. Yep. So it was at 97% and we decided to keep it. She can acquire the phone and we can go from there now. And it's purple. That never hurt my feelings. Right. But this was not an easy process. It was not an easy process. There is an iOS bug out there. It's not a voiceover bug. It's an iOS bug where 
sometimes when authenticating when a number pad comes up or something like that or the, a keyboard or a keyboard but it's mostly the number pad okay that's what i was understanding when i did my research on this mm-hmm. because i was curious is this a voiceover bug or is this a apple bug and it turned out that there are lots of people complaining about this because they can't authenticate with the virtual keyboard because the virtual keyboard never comes up i called ira when this happened to me and you had to authenticate with, you know, when you're transferring data between two phones, the old phone and the new phone. You had to authenticate with your old PIN and you had to authenticate using your Apple ID password. Neither one of those things could I type in. So I was at my wit's end trying to figure out how exactly to get this done. And so with the new iPhone 15 Pro Max, you don't have lightning anymore. You have USB-C, which is great. Very nice. So I connected my Mantis, which immediately started showing Braille. I connected it via a wire because you couldn't do anything with Bluetooth at this point. So you couldn't connect a display or anything via Bluetooth because you couldn't get to Bluetooth. So I connected my Mantis. It started to show Braille, and I was very excited, happy camper, because I was able to use the Mantis keyboard to type in that information. So I had this problem, and I managed to synchronize my data and I reset my phone because I was mildly curious and I ran into this problem again. So it wasn't a one-time thing. A one-time thing. It happened again. So I said to Kim, I says, we have to get you a lightning to USB-C adapter so you can do the same thing. So I only mentioned the Mantis because that's what I used, but you could connect a USB-C keyboard to your iPhone and type in your information if this happens to you. Again, it was not a voiceover issue. It was an Apple issue. So I said, we need to get you a lightning to a USB-C cable. And the one morning, we used iTunes to back up her phone. And then we used iTunes to restore her phone so we didn't have to do the iCloud thing. Now, why is this such a good idea? Because it's fast. It took about 10 minutes to back up the phone and another 10 minutes to restore the phone. And almost everything was restored. It was amazing. Even to the point where the dock was restored. Yes, it restored Her folder structures were restored. Yes. So that was kind of a fun thing. And I thought, okay, well, the cable won't be here until tomorrow. Meaning, you know, at that time. So I said, well, I'll just try it anyway. I tried it. The virtual keyboard <laughs> came, came up. up. It worked. And she was happy. The hardest thing we had to do at that point was transfer the cell phone service, which took about 10 minutes with the help of our cell phone provider. We had to contact them. Gave Via them, chat. Gave them the IMEI number and had to prove that we had the phone. I mean, they weren't playing around. They sent a text message to the phone, the current phone, and we authenticated that way. And then they sent an email with another code that we had to authenticate that way before they would actually switch. And it was a, it's funny because it was a switch within the account. It wasn't even a switch from carrier to carrier. It, they were just making sure, and it's a great thing, that I wasn't trying to steal her phone number or whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But that's how that worked. Now, come to the question. The SE2020 has a home button, and the iPhone 14 Pro does not, which you lose Touch ID but you gain Face ID. And you also lose 
the clicking of the home button in order to go to your app switcher and go home and turn on and off voiceover and go home yep now what do you think i thought i was going to hate it okay let's preface (laughs) by saying that i thought i was going to hate it and there are things and times where i don't like face id particularly because i might be laying down i might be lazy right and then i might have trouble if i'm using my left hand to try and authenticate I may not get it perfect because I'm right-handed and sometimes my left hand doesn't do what I want. <laughs> Typical of those of us who have dominance in our hand usage. So I wasn't sure what I was going to think. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. But actually, 90% of the time, I'm really happy with it. With both. With both the gestures, particularly home and app switcher and unlocking. But also, even I found a way to make the top gestures In other words, going to Notification Center and Control Center work well as well. And the old ways still work. If you can get up into the status bar, you can still use three fingers up or down to go to Control Center or Notification Center, respectively. But you can't do it with Home. You can't do it with App Switcher. Mm -mm. You have to use those gestures. Now, what we're thinking or saying is that you hear this little beep, and you continue to slide up. You hear a higher-pitched beep. And then you hear another higher pitched beep. Each one of those beeps means something. And how long did it take you to get used to those gestures? I know for a while you were playing, not even a while, let's not even say a while. I know for, let's see, after a couple I hours. got mine transferred over, you confiscated the phone. We hadn't reset it yet. Yeah, I played with it for a couple hours. But I'd say by the time I had it for 48 hours, I hardly ever thought about it. In fact, I still had my SE2020 and I was trying to, you know, slide up and down on it, (laughs) forgetting that it wasn't the new phone. Yeah, that has to be reset. Now, when you reset your phone... There's a very important thing you got to do first. Turn off Find My. Turn off Find My. That is Apple's anti-theft mechanism that allows you to be able to turn it off and sell it so that it doesn't belong to you anymore. So we haven't quite reset the phone yet we're going to reset it this weekend and by the time you hear this podcast it will be gone and on its way back to apple yes by the way when you're sending something back to apple like that you do have to take it to in our case ups right to send it right they won't just take it and drop it in your mailbox you can't do it that way right ups drops it off and ups picks it up so they'll drop off a little box and you put the phone in the box There's a label over a label, so you want to be careful. There's a label over the label, so you peel the old label off, and the new label is on the box. Pretty, pretty cool. You take that box with the phone in it off to UPS, and it's on its way. So tell them about my Face ID adventure. So when you create your Face ID or you activate Face ID, you set it up for the first time. For somebody who's going to hate Face ID, she got it the first shot, and it was pretty fast. Now, one thing that she did was she stood up. To I do think that helped. The face ID. Mm-hmm. So I trashed my face ID and I stood up and I did the same thing. And I'll tell you, I don't know what it is. It's not scientific or anything, but it seemed to work much better than when I trained it myself originally. I also did the one with the mask. Just went ahead and got them both done at the same time. So one less thing I have to do later. Right. I did that too. And it was. Very easy. The phone opens more times than not. Mine used to. I used to have to type in my code quite a bit. That's what you warned me about, and that was one of the things I was freaking out over, because I hate typing my code over and over and over. 
He's like, you're going to type your code a lot. I'm like, nope, I'm not. <laughs> so my experience with Face ID has gotten better since she took over my phone. You're welcome. <laughs> and it's just kind of an interesting thing. Now, sometimes what happens when you change phones, or particularly when you change phone numbers, bad things can happen. Can't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this for a second. So a few months ago, we decided to change phone numbers. Both of us, at the same time. At the same time. This probably isn't smart, by the way. If you're part of a couple, don't do what we did. At the same time. At the same time. So we have Ring, and Ring, whenever you log into a new device, wants to send you a text message in order for you to say, yes, hello, it's me. So they sent us text messages, but they were sending them to the old numbers. So The old numbers that we forgot to change. Whoops. So we're now logged out of our accounts. Can't get in. Can't get in. So they give you this process. They give you this process if you can't do anything. If you don't have any older phones laying around, which I did have a phone laying around Ring, which was logged into Ring. I turned it on and it threw me out of the service. So that was a no-go. If you had an older phone that was logged on or connected to Ring within the past 30 days, you could use it to authenticate your own code and then go in and change your phone number, which would have been okay, but we couldn't do that. So the end-all process was they wanted you to scan your ID, both front and back, which I was able to do. Then they wanted me to scan my face because they wanted me to prove my identity. And I tried to do it, tried to do it, tried to do it, tied me out, threw me out. <laughs> so I said, no, I'm not doing this again. So I called Ring Support. And she says, well, I'll send you... I had to explain that we changed both of our numbers. So she couldn't send a text message to any of those numbers. So she goes, what's your account number? Or what's your account, you know? And I told them. She goes, go outside and do a motion. You know, make the make the system trigger a motion. So I did. She was able to authenticate that that was me because I did do that, and I told her I did do that. And they could see the motion detection of wherever I was. And she was able to get me in by giving me a code, which I then typed in, and I was able to log into my account. So we did the same thing for Kim. She was able to log in and authenticate her account. So then he had a voiceover issue. Tell us about your voiceover issue. There was a voiceover issue when it came to changing our phone numbers. So we're both into our accounts now. He's in, I'm in. We can't change the numbers. Because when you try to tap your preferred method of adding your verification method, and one of those was text so we could change our phone numbers, when we were trying to do that to change the number, it would work. You could double tap. You could double tap and hold. You could turn on screen recognition. You could try any number of things, and it would not work. So what I had to do was explore by touch, try and figure out its position on the screen, turn on voiceover, and try and touch it, and then turn voiceover back on. This took about 15 times, literally, before this worked for me. Then you were able to get in, change your phone number, send the text, authenticate or verify your phone number, and everybody's happy. And then I had to do yours, and it only took me like three times to get yours working. Right. So the moral of the story is is that when you change your number, if you can, make sure you change your number on places where you have two-factor authentication enabled. And some of these places, like Ring, they force you to do it. So you really don't have a choice. I mean, it's a good thing to do anyway, but they force you to do it and you, you know, you don't have a choice. So just remember to go in and change that number first. Although, if you were to still have done that, you still would have ran into that voiceover issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either way, that was going to be a thing that I was going to have to struggle with and fight with. But the support rep was really good. She stayed on the phone with us. 
she made sure that we at least got our numbers changed. Right. So we were in. I think she knew that one of us was in. I think she knew I was in. She knew you were in. And I said, by the, you know, once you were in, I told her, because I didn't want her to hang out on the phone for another 15, 20 times for you to fix mine. So we just let her go at that point. So let's talk about one more cool aspect of this before we move on to another topic. (laughs) The other thing that I had to do, of course, was add everything back to Apple Pay. So I had a couple credit cards that I wanted to go ahead and add immediately. And so I wanted to get that done. One of my credit cards, it remembered. And I was just able to add in the verification code on the back and it added it for me. It added it to my wallet and it added it to Apple Pay. The other card was just frauded. Literally, as I was in this whole process, my card was frauded. And they literally sent me a new card and I got it yesterday as the recording of this. So I was unhappy, obviously. Had a new card. Called Ira. Got the information for my new card. She also activated my card for me, which I thought was hilarious. And really helpful because it saved me from having to go do it. (laughs) So they really didn't require a lot of information, which is a little weird. But it was enough personal information to know that, you know, it's you. Point being, though. Well, you physically had the card number, or mm-hmm. she physically, she physically had, had the, the card, card number. number. Mm-hmm. So that was also information that she had access mm-hmm. to. Exactly. But I had to give her other information, right. of course. So we got to the point where it was time to activate the card. In the past, I've had to do this kind of stuff manually, put in the whole card information. Because I've got this fancy new camera on the iPhone 14 Pro, and it's so much better probably what 10 times better or something i don't know what it it's is. a lot better anyway than on the sc2020 i said i'm gonna see if i can take a picture of this card and lo and behold it worked the only thing i had to put in was the expiration date which was a picker and the verification code for the card and it accepted it and literally just in the recording of this podcast i received my note saying hey you added your card to apple pay so literally got that done just by taking a picture of the card so not only does face id work quite well for me being able to take a picture of my credit card was also a really easy experience that's not just because of the fancy camera either a lot of people have been able to do that for years but having said that your confidence with the camera is much better than it used to be so much better my confidence with the camera used to be crap so i do not feel comfortable anymore saying because i'm blind i can't take photos i do a lot (laughs) i drive chris crazy I always want photos of stuff. And I also, as he said, feel much more confident in doing it. I wasn't sure it was going to work because in this case, it wasn't giving me any information about what it was doing. I think it was making some little sounds, maybe to tell me that I was in frame. And it just took a second. It probably took, what, 20 or 30 seconds? Something like that. It Not was much. fast. It was yeah. very fast. It gave, the account, it gave you the credit card number and ported that in. And like you said, you had to do the expiration date and the CCV. But... The other really cool thing about it was, is that because it was a new card, it wanted you to verify with your banking institution. There were two options. One was call the bank and the other one was texted. It had your phone number. So when you texted, you hit the text thing and hit next and you're waiting for it to come in. It already did it. It magically inserted <laughs> it did it the, for me. the text, code the code in and it didn't uh, even make my text sound. No, it just pulled the card in. And she's like, what does it do? I said, hit next or finish because it was already done. <laughs> I literally went and checked in my texts to see if it showed up and it had. It was really funny. Now, I think she should buy us breakfast and make sure that the Apple Pay worked. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool. I'm glad I've got that done. The only thing it's arguing with me about now is something about emergency SOS. 
That's literally the last thing it's telling me to do. Although I do need to put my watch with my phone now. So that's two more things that I have to at least look at. Get the watch transferred over and figure out what it wants me to do. Because I've already set up emergency SOS. Although I probably need to change that. There are a couple options in emergency SOS. And you encouraged me to change it back. I changed it to, what was it, five times press the side button. Yeah. And you encouraged me to change it back to... What was it? Whatever it is, because the reason I encourage her to do that is because I put my phone down on something, and I don't know what happened or whatever, but it triple clicked the side button, which turned off voiceover. And I'm thinking, if you were to do that, you'd be calling the emergency services when not needed. I know what it was. That reminded me of what it was. It's press and hold one of your volume keys with the side button. And that freaked me out, because that's also the way you power down your phone. But I think... That's how you get to emergency services. Mm -hmm. So that might be right. There's a new option there, too, that I don't really understand. It's something about power off and find or don't find or something like that. I thought that was kind of interesting as well. I think what that does is it saves your place when you power it off on Find My. Huh. So that you can't do what I did and lose my phone. (laughs) Before, like when I got the 15 Pro Max, I got the cheapest one possible. I got the 256 because that's... The smallest one possible. I was going to get a 15 Pro, and then I thought, if I was going to get a 15 Pro and a 256, because that's what I really wanted, then I might just spend a little bit more, or not much more, to get the cheapest 15 Pro Max. So that's kind of why I went that route. So I actually traded in my SE2020 and got $80 for my SE2020, and it was, you know, it was a nice experience. Mine's on its way back. Hers will go back. We don't have these phones laying around that we don't need, which is ultimately a good thing. Let's change topics now and talk about one more thing that we've done since uh, we did it back in December. We're very happy we did it. Now, before we talk about this for a minute, let's preface this by saying this is only our personal experience. You guys can obviously test and make your own decisions, but we just want to talk a second about our decision. We have been using Lyft for a long time, and we've been doing this because particularly because of the IRA integration. Right. So we went somewhere with Lyft, and I've never had a problem with Lyft. And so we're standing at the edge of the driveway. (laughs) And we're on a time schedule here. we got to go. This is not something where we have all day. (laughs) Right. So we're standing at the edge of the driveway, literally in front of the house, and car pulls up. Car's waiting, waiting. I get this notification. Car's going to leave within 60 seconds. Or something. And we're still standing there. And I actually went up and approached the car. And I'm like, are you Lyft for so-and-so? Yes. Which is not what you're supposed to do, of course. Because it's totally not secure to be like, hey, you should be asking him who you are, not telling him who you are. Right. So I basically told him, I said, next time, make yourself known. I mean, we're two blind people standing there with our canes. And, yeah. So. And he was like, oh. I mean, you know, I was just like, what? Okay. <laughs> now, when we got to where we were going to go, he was as nice as he could be, you know. Sure. There was no problem. I, I mean, this guy had like 4.8 to 4.9 stars, you know. But it was a strange experience. And had I been alone, had Chris not been with me, I wouldn't have approached him. No way. Right. <laughs> I, I'm invested in too much true crime. No way. <laughs> but, so that was the thing. And then... So that was one catalyst, I think. I right. think that was one thing that made us go, um, 
Yeah. Plus, of course, we're curious about this kind of stuff, and we like to have our toes in the water in various ponds because that's what we do for MA. So we wanted to test Uber because we had not played with Uber in a years. couple years. Yeah. Years. Mm-hmm. I think my first ride was 2017 in Uber. And again, like you said, I would use Lyft because I wanted the IRA integration. Uber had it at one time, but then they took it away. No, don't know why, but they did. Anyway. So we, to profess this too, we also accidentally bought Uber Eats or Uber One for a year. I tested it and did exactly what they want you to do, which was forget Forget about it. Turn it off. Oops. Oops. So you get cash, you get Uber cash. You also get priority drivers. So you get highly rated drivers. And that might be part of it too, but we've had, we've taken Uber three or four times since then and... It's been very pleasant. Very pleasant. So We've gotten really good drivers. We've gotten people who have been, you know, above and beyond helpful. And that part has been great. Now, we've gotten some really great Lyft drivers in the past, too. Absolutely. I mean, really great. Fantastic. But that experience was a turnoff for me personally. I was just like, are you kidding? What? Now, another thing we have to preface is neither of us has our photo in there. And that's something that we need to change ASAP. We need to get that fixed. And we both need to have our photos in there. And does anybody know, is there a way to put a permanent note in there? Because if there isn't, there should be a way to put some kind of permanent thing in there that says, hey, you know, you need to announce yourself and you need to say, hey, are you so-and-so? Because that would be very helpful. You know what you could do, too, is you could turn on that security feature where they make you exchange a pin with the driver. Oh, that's a very good idea. I forgot about that. I forgot that was a thing, but you're right. And that probably is a smart idea. Right. Because then they would have to announce themselves to you. Right. So... In March, we're planning on taking a little vacation, a little trip. Not really a vacation. A weekend trip. But it's going to be something where you're going to have to rely on your ability to connect to a either Uber or Lyft driver before they disappear. Because there's going to be thousands of people where we're going to go. Into a coliseum or convention center, what have you. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still kind of working it out and making sure it's going to work. But we're, you know, quite sure we're going to go and it's going to be fun, hopefully. And we'll see. But we'll tell you more about that adventure later. March? It's not CSUN. It's not CSUN. We wish it was. It's not. <laughs> It'll be better than CSUN. I don't know. I enjoy CSUN. I know. We'll see. I enjoy playing with the new toys. Yes. But, you Very know. Very fun. I mean, this will be a completely different experience. So, right. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But basically, just wanted to update you guys. Hope this wasn't too boring for those of you who are Android lovers. We get it. (laughs) It may have been. But the important thing and the point of having discussions like this is to say we all kind of change stuff in terms of what we're doing with our technology. And it's important to know how those experiences affect us and how easy or difficult they are and how that will in turn challenge us or make us change our technology usage in the future. Right. So, all kind of important. So, we hope you weren't too bored. Hope you found something enjoyable out of the episode. And we hope that you got some, maybe, perhaps, cool tech for Christmas as well. Or if that's not your thing, if you maybe didn't get cool tech for Christmas. Although, if you listen to us, it probably is your thing. But either way, it is 2024, and we're on this path of starting this new year. And we hope it's being good to you. And we will talk to you all in two weeks. Happy New Year. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. 
If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online, and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.